Nats Chat is brought to you by Walters. Hey, get ready, Washington, D.C. sports fans. The D.C. Defenders are making history by hosting the first football playoff game in D.C. in over a decade. The game is happening this Sunday afternoon, April 30th at 3 at Audi Field. The excitement is building, and we're thrilled to announce that Walters Sports Bar will be opening early on Sunday at 10 a.m. for the game. Get your game face on, bring your friends, and join us for a fun-filled day of football, food, and drinks. Don't miss this chance to be a part of Washington, D.C. sports history. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Robles on deck. We'll see. Here's the pitch. He's swinging away. And a ground ball through the hole to base hit left field. Rounding third being waved home is Smith. Canna's throw to the plate. The tag. The slide. Safe. And so it's a base hit to left for C.J. Abrams through the drawn-in left side of the infield. Stopping at second was Thomas. The Nationals lead 2-0. One ball, two strikes to Pham. Gore sets and fires. Strike three called. He got him looking. That's 10 strikeouts for Mackenzie Gore here at City Field. He matches his career high. Third time he's struck out 10 in his career. His first time, hopefully of many, as a Washington National. The slow leg kick and the pitch. Breaking ball hit on the ground toward the middle. It's on through into center field. A base hit. Robles scores from third. And Alex Call delivers on the 3-2 pitch. And drives in his 10th run of the year with a ground ball single right up the middle. And it's now the Nationals 4, the Mets 1. And welcome to Nat Chat for Thursday, April 27th, 2023. I'm Al Galdi, host of the Al Galdi podcast. Mark Zuckerman is off for this installment of the podcast. He'll be back for Friday's show. So I began this national season by saying there are five players in particular on whom we should focus uh, with our rebuilding Nats. Uh, shortstop, C.J. Abrams, catcher, K. Bert Ruiz, second baseman, Luis Garcia, and starting pitchers, Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray. Now, you know, those guys are not the only Nats who matter, but they are the Nats at the major league level who matter the most right now. The truth about this Nats season is that the outcomes of games don't matter nearly as much as the performances of those five players. And so you think about where we are with those five players so far. Abrams and Garcia have been good defensively, but not so good offensively. Ruiz has been solid, but Gore and Gray right now are surging. And what is happening with Gore and Gray right now is really exciting. Josiah Gray in the Nats 5-0 win 
at the New York Mets on Tuesday night was good for a fourth consecutive start. And Mackenzie Gore on Wednesday night was outstanding. The Nats went at the Mets 4-1 in game two of a three-game series. The Nats now are 9-14 and and now have won four of their last five games and now have won back-to-back series. But the story of this game from a Nats perspective, without question, was Mackenzie Gore. So Mackenzie Gore, he was one of the six players and five prospects who the Nats acquired from the San Diego Padres in the mega trade of outfielder Juan Soto and first baseman Josh Bell to the Padres last August 2nd, what was 2022 MLB trade deadline day. The Padres took Gore with the number three pick in the 2017 MLB draft. He entered the 2021 season as the number six prospect in baseball per MLB pipeline. Mackenzie Gore has the potential to be an ace. But he ended up not pitching for the Nats at the major league level last season. He, at the time of being acquired by the Nats, was dealing with left elbow inflammation. And he, over four starts for AAA Rochester last September, actually didn't do so well. ERA of 525. Then came the 2023 exhibition season, during which Gore struggled, although he did pitch well in his final exhibition start. Well, here we are now. And Mackenzie Gore has been very good. And he, on Wednesday night, was superb. One run in six innings with 10 strikeouts. He gave up just four hits, a triple and three singles. And the triple really wasn't that bad. More on that in a bit. Gore issued two walks. He threw 101 pitches, 66 strikes versus 35 balls. Mackenzie Gore on Wednesday night pitched like the ace. We know he can be, and we hope that he becomes. Let's just focus on the strikeouts, shall we? Gore on Wednesday night, like I said, 10 strikeouts. You know, Gore now over five starts this regular season has a strikeouts per nine innings of 11.67. That is the stuff of an ace. But the specifics of these strikeouts were just great. Gore in the bottom of the first struck out, the Mets number one batter, Brandon Nimmo, on three consecutive swings and misses. Gore in the bottom of the second recorded all three outs via strikeouts. Gore in the bottom of the fourth with a runner on first and two outs struck out Tommy Pham looking on a beautiful full count curveball. Gore in the bottom of the fifth with runners on first and second and one out struck out the Mets number two batter Starling Marte on four pitches getting him to swing and miss on a one-two curveball. Gore in the bottom of the sixth with a runner on first and two outs struck out Tommy Pham looking on a one-two curveball on what was Gore's 101st and final pitch of the game. Talk about ending on a high note. And who did that remind you of? Did that not remind you of the Nats' last true ace? And the current New York Met, in fact. A guy who has gotten himself into some trouble with this uh, suspension situation he finds himself in. But Max Scherzer, right? Max used to do exactly that. End on a high note. End strong. Seemingly end with a dramatic, meaningful strikeout. That's what Max used to do. That's what McKenzie did on Wednesday night. I'm not saying that Gore is Scherzer, okay? But did that not reek of peak Max Scherzer with the Nats? What Gore did on Wednesday night. As for the lone run that Gore allowed on Wednesday night, bottom of the third, Gore gave up a first pitch leadoff opposite field triple by 
Eduardo Escobar on a ball that got by right fielder Lane Thomas. Uh, Thomas failed in his attempt at a sliding forward catch. The ball ended up rolling all the way to the wall. And so Escobar had a triple in what is his age 34 season. You know, so many triples are like this, are they not? Like the triples aren't necessarily these well-struck, deeply hit balls. The triples instead are these balls that get misplayed by outfielders who aren't charged with errors. And so the batters end up getting triples. But anyway, we had that triple by Escobar, and then Gore gave up a two-out RBI single by Starling Marte to left center field to cut the Nats' lead to 2-1. Okay, fine. Okay, I think we can live with what happened in that bottom of the third, given everything else that happened with Mackenzie Gore on Wednesday night. What a job. Uh, Here was Nats manager Davey Martinez during his postgame session with reporters on Wednesday night on Mackenzie Gore. Like we talked about earlier, man, you know, when, when he can pound the strike zone, use his fastball and throw strike one, he's going to be he's gonna be what he was today. He's very, very effective. I mean, he's got a lot of movement on his ball. Um, but I was so proud of him just going out there and, and trusting his fastball, keeping the ball down and uh, and using it. And he did that. And, you know, every now and then he threw a slider when he needed to. And uh, But he was good. He was real good. His curveball. Got a couple strikeouts as well. What did you see from that pitch? Yeah, like I said, you know, when 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 you're pounding the zone with your fastball, and then you can drop a curveball in there. I mean, it helps. You know, if you got to rely on your secondary pitches all the time, it'll be a different at bat for the for those hitters. So, uh, I think the key today was strike one, uh, throwing his fastball and, and using his breaking balls when he needs to. Yeah, Mackenzie Gore on Wednesday night was tremendous. You know, he in each of his previous two starts had not been great. April twelfth, three two loss at the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, Gore lasted for just three and two thirds innings, during which he allowed two runs. Uh, he gave up four hits, all of which were singles. But he issued four walks. He did record six strikeouts, but the walks and the strikeouts drove up his pitch count to where he ended up throwing a ton of pitches. Gore in that outing ended up throwing 88 pitches over his three and two-thirds innings. And then April 19th, a 4 nothing loss to the Orioles at Nationals Park. Gore allowed three runs in six innings. He only gave up three hits, uh, but one was a two-run homer, also gave up two singles. His biggest problem was issuing four walks, but he also recorded seven strikeouts. So, you know, it's not like Gore had been wretched in each of his previous two starts, but he certainly had not been at his best in each of his previous two starts. Walks had been an issue for Gore. They were not on Wednesday night, and Gore very much has been a strikeout pitcher. Hey, are you a law firm partner stuck on an underperforming team while the rest of the competitors are spending big and winning big? Well, unlike Mackenzie Gore, you have options. You don't have to stay on your 60-win team. Nats Chat sponsor Mason Kalfis and his team specialize in placing partners and associates at medium-sized and large law firms in Washington, D.C. and across the country. Mason Kalfis has recruiters in six states and has placed lawyers in more than half of the 100 largest law firms in the United States. While you may be reading doom and gloom from the legal press, many practices are red-hot antitrust, IP litigation, white-collar litigation, finance and direct lending, and healthcare. Because you are not under a CBA or team control for six years, in fact, staying at a firm too long is often a recipe for being underpaid. Explore your options today with Mason Kalfas. Call Mason today at 202-486-3535. That number again, 202-486-3535. Finnegan ready. 
Here's the kick. Here's the pitch, and the fastball is in there. Strike three called. Knee-high inside corner, and a Curly W's in the books. And so is a series win in New York as the Nationals go to 4-1 on this road trip with one more to play here tomorrow night. Reliever Hunter Harvey. What a job by him in this 4-1 Nats win at the Mets on Wednesday night. So three Nats relievers combined for three scoreless and hitless innings with five strikeouts. Coral Edwards Jr. lasted for just three batters. He began the bottom of the seventh by issuing back-to-back walks, did then record a ground out, but then got pulled from the game. And into the game came Hunter Harvey. He ended up tossing one and two-thirds perfect innings with three strikeouts. Harvey came into the game in the bottom of the seventh with runners on second and third, one out, and the Nats nursing a 3-1 lead. And he was dominant. Harvey struck out the Mets' number two batter, Starling Marte, on six pitches. And Harvey then struck out the Mets' number three batter, Francisco Lindor, on three consecutive swings and misses. The extent to which Harvey humbled Lindor was sky high. And then Harvey tossed a perfect bottom of the eight. Take a listen to this. (laughs) This cracked me up when I saw this. Hunter Harvey, in this appearance on Wednesday night, per StatCast, threw 13 four-seam fastballs. Those 13 four-seam fastballs averaged exactly 99 miles per hour. Understand, Hunter Harvey's four-seam fastball velocity didn't peak at 99 miles per hour. His average four-seam fastball velocity was 99 miles per hour. We know that Hunter Harvey throws hard, but geez, watching him do this and in such a high leverage spot as was on display in that bottom of the seventh really was something. Here was Davey Martinez during his post-game session with reporters on Wednesday night on Hunter Harvey. He was awesome. I think he took some from from Mason yesterday. Yeah, I really did. I mean, you know, you know, we asked him. Uh, I mean, we I didn't even have to ask him. He's he's going back out. He said I'm going back out. So uh, it's beautiful. I mean, uh, and he's another one. You know, just powering the strike zone. He got some big outs for us. When the door's that late on that first pitch, and then he goes back to back splitters. Just um, what you just see, knows about that sequence. He goes oh man, it's like you know, when, when his splitters on like that. Honestly, remind me remind me of his dad. You know, facing his dad like that. You know, '97. Strike and then whoop, whoop, and you were scratching your head going, man, you know, I mean, his sequence today was good. I tell you, interesting to hear Davey Martinez say that Hunter Harvey was pitching like his dad, the former major league closer, Brian Harvey. But yeah, Hunter Harvey is a flamethrower. He now in this regular season, 10 games, 10 and a third innings, ERA of 261, a whip of less than one, 0.97 and a strikeouts per nine innings of 10.1. You know, we, in the previous installment of the podcast, talked about Nats reliever Mason Thompson. Who has been the Nats' best reliever so far this season, Thompson or Harvey? There's a conversation. I mean, each guy has been so good. And then we, on Wednesday night, had Kyle Finnegan closing things out, and he was just fine. He tossed a perfect bottom of the ninth with two strikeouts for the save. Hey guys, it's Al Galdi for Window Nation. Everyone loves a smart investment, especially right now, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. If your home is 20 years old or older, Window Nation has the perfect offer for you. Get 0% financing for five years. This is unheard of, zero interest 
for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two free windows for every two windows that you buy. Protect and increase the value of your home today. Get this special deal. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com and tell Window Nation that Al Galdi sent you. You can save up to 30% on your energy bills. You can increase the value of your home by up to $12,000. And you can pay zero interest for five years and get two free windows for every two windows that you buy. And this goes for any style of window from Window Nation. There is no limit. Save thousands of dollars on your new windows and then save thousands of dollars on your energy bills, all while upgrading the look and feel of your home. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. That's 866-90NATION or windownation.com and tell Window Nation that you want the deal that you heard about from Al Galdi on the Nats Chat Podcast. Again, zero interest for five years plus two free windows for every two windows that you buy. 866-90NATION or windownation.com. That's 866-90NATION or windownation.com and tell Window Nation that Al Galdi sent you. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 2-2 to Candelario. is hit in the air to deep right field. Way back it goes. To the track, to the wall, and it's gone! Jamer Candelario with a solo shot over the wall and straightaway right for a huge insurance run in the seventh inning. Home run number four for the Nats third baseman. The Nats lead it three to one.
The Nats offense in this 4-1 win at the Mets on Wednesday night, to me, actually was impressive. Not so much in the what, but in the how. So the Nats for the game, four runs, eight hits, a home run, a double, and six singles, seven walks, uh, three of 13 with runners in scoring position. Aside from the seven walks, the end of game totals don't blow you away. But what we had in this game from Nats batters were some beautiful two-strike plate appearances. The Nats process at the plate in this game was really good. Take, for example, Kbert Ruiz. So he on Wednesday night was the Nats starting catcher and number five batter, one for four with a single and a walk. So you say, all right, one for four with a single and a walk. That's fine. But, you know, nobody's going to go crazy over that. Well, take a listen to the specifics of the single and the walk. Ruiz in the Nats two-run second, a leadoff seven-pitch walk, despite having been down in the count at 1.12. And Ruiz in the top of the seventh, a two-out single to right field to conclude a nine-pitch plate appearance, dare I say a nine-pitch war, in which he was down at 1.12. So lengthy and so tedious (laughs) was this plate appearance that Ruiz actually flipped his bat after the single. Yes, we had the rare bat flip after a single. Jamer Candelario, he on Wednesday night was an ad starting third baseman and number three batter, one for five with two strikeouts, but the one was a solo home run. Now, one of those strikeouts was brutal. Candelario in the top of the second with the bases loaded, two outs, and the Nats holding a 2-0 lead, uh, struck out swinging on four pitches. However, Candelario in the Nats, one run seventh, a one-out solo home run to right field for a 3-1 Nats lead, despite having been down in the count at 1.12. Another instance of good two-strike hitting from the Nats came from the ex-Met Dominic Smith, who, believe it or not, finally has an extra base hit. Here's how you know that things are going the Nats way in this series. Dom Smith got himself an extra base hit. It finally has happened. Uh, Smith on Wednesday night was the Nats starting first baseman at number six batter, one for five with a double and a couple of strikeouts. Uh, Smith in the Nats two run second, a double to the right center field gap on a one-two pitch for his first extra base hit of this regular season. He had totaled zero extra base hits over his first 88 plate appearances, but he on Wednesday night got that double and on a 1-2 pitch and in a game at his former team, the Mets, and Smith then scored from second base on a C.J. Abrams opposite field RBI single through the left side of the infield on an aggressive send by Nats third base coach, but the send worked out. Good hustle by Smith and a nice send by D. Sarcina. C.J. Abrams, by the way, was the only Nat on Wednesday night uh, to have at least two hits. Uh, he is the Nat starting shortstop and number eight batter, two for four with the RBI single and another single. Uh, he did commit a fielding error, but as we have discussed, C.J. Abrams, from a fielding perspective, has done a really nice job. But more good two-strike hitting by the Nats on Wednesday night. Alex Call, uh, he was the Nat starting left fielder and number one batter, one for four with a single walk and three strikeouts. One of those strikeouts uh, was rather rough call in the top of the sixth with runners on second and third, two outs, and the Nats nursing a 2-1 lead, struck out swinging on five pitches. But call in the Nats, one run eighth, a two-out RBI single up the middle for a 4-1 Nats lead to conclude an eight-pitch plate appearance in which he was down at 1.12. Lane Thomas on Wednesday night, he was an Nats starting right fielder and number seven batter, one for three with an RBI infield single and a walk. Uh, Thomas in the top of the fourth, a leadoff seven-pitch walk, despite having been down to the count 
at 1.12. Just a lot of good plate appearances by the Nats in this win at the Mets. So, you know, no one's going to be blown away by this Nationals offense. But at the same time, you still can admire some of the good things that do happen And on Wednesday night, if you watch the game, you saw some good things happen, even though, like I said, the end of game totals didn't necessarily overwhelm you. But back-to-back wins for the Nats at the Mets. Game three for the Nats at the Mets is on Thursday night at 7-10. The ex-Met, Trevor Williams, will be the Nats' starting pitcher as the Nats will try for their first sweep of a series, any series, since August 2021. The Nats haven't swept the three-game series since June 2021, and haven't swept a road series of at least three games since August 2019. All of this can change on Thursday night. Don't forget to check out our new website, NatsChatPodcast.com, which allows you to listen to previous episodes of the show. Email the show and order a Nats Chat Podcast t-shirt. We appreciate you supporting the podcast however you can. Uh, That website, again, is NatsChatPodcast.com. You can tweet the show, at Nats underscore chat. You can email the show, natschatpodcast at gmail.com, including if you would like to sponsor the Nats Chat Podcast. We are accepting sponsors of all kinds and in all kinds of ways. If you would like to sponsor, say, a singular show or a singular series, hit up the man behind this podcast, Tim Shovers, see what we can do for you. Again, that email address, natschatpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at natschatpodcast. All Nationals radio highlights on Nats Chat are courtesy of 106.7 The Fan. Thank you to Tim Newmark for the Nats Chat podcast music. Visit timnewmark.com. I'm Al Galdi. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on the Nats Chat podcast. Two down. Got your night. The Marlins win! The Marlins win! Break them up! They're in first place in the National League East. 46,000 fans ecstatic with the Marlins beating the Dodgers 6-3 puck. It was great. You couldn't have written the script any better. Brian Harvey gets his first save. Benito Santiago does a good job behind the plate. Charlie Huff picks up a win, and the script was perfect for the Florida Marlins. Their magic number now 161 as the Marlins beat the Dodgers 6-3. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.